Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Well, hey girl, it's great to see your face. (laughs) Hi guys. Welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And we are recording again live from our humble abodes via Zoom. Via Zoom. We are very in tune with Zoom now. I feel like, you know, we're becoming more well, I was already kind of a tech nerd, but I feel like more people are becoming tech nerds now that everything's on technology. So Yeah, for sure. And, you know, because basically we uh, don't have a choice these days to either get with it uh, and be on Zoom or, or um, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Zoom classes have been all right. You know, it is what it is. There's nothing crazy. But um, Haley... What about you? Have you had any Zoom experiences you would like to share with our listeners? So there's been a few. (laughs) So first that comes to mind, well, is my, I obviously like you guys know, I do my Zoom classes at my dad's office. And whenever I got, whenever like last, I don't know when it was, weekend, Sunday night, I guess, he was watching my like Gibson recording with me, my contracts teacher recording and he was like oh I love this you know my dad was like obsessed with him I mean like everyone is but then <sighs> you guys it's just so embarrassing so our criminal law teacher kind of got mad at us for not enough people showing up and trying and so he had just got done yelling at us and <laughs> like he just I don't even know how this happened but my dad like came in and like like Kate, like he's he like photobombed and for like two seconds, like it wasn't even that long. And then the professor was like, Miss Davis, who was that? Like so quick. And I was just like, Oh crap. <laughs> this is really awkward. And so then I unmuted myself and I was like, Oh, it's my dad. Like also like, what the heck? Like, I don't know if he thought like who it was. And then he was like kind of mad at first. And then he seemed like it was funny, but I was so embarrassed and I couldn't even look in the camera like in the place where your face is, because I knew I looked so embarrassed and my face was blood red and like, it was horrible. I was so embarrassed. Well, the thing that was weird with that was the fact that um, a lot of people have people like in the background, like walking or kids. So I don't know why he would have called you out when... So quick, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. It's like he was like watching. It's like he has them in gallery view with like the most possible views so that he can well, see everyone. I think... Also, because so many people don't put their camera on, even though he like really wants it, no one ever does it. 
there's probably only a few people on his gallery view on camera and you were probably one of them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was so embarrassing, you guys. I mean, honestly, I just was like, oh my God. And my dad didn't even know. And then obviously like my headphones are on when the class is going on. So my dad like does it in the background. What if I wouldn't even have realized that he was doing it? And then he like calls me out and I'm just like, oh, it's my dad. Like, <laughs> like I wonder if he was thinking like I was going to be like, well, who else was it going to be? Like you're most likely at home. Like it, it's either going to be your dad or probably a family member or a you know, like someone close to you, like it's not going to be just a random person. That's why I think he kind of, in my mind, I kind of think he thought it was like my boyfriend or something or like my husband, who knows what he thinks. Right. And yeah, my, okay. I just want to give a little preface. Like this teacher (laughs) has, um, given us a lot of hard times, like as in giving us a hard time by saying certain comments. So whenever this happened, I was just like, Oh my God, like, of course this has to happen in this class. Like, course he has to notice and give me a hard time and then whenever he realizes my dad he's like oh haha tell him hi tell him hello and i was just i think he got scared when he realized it was your dad maybe i don't know i was so really embarrassed yeah my dad was like i'm sure i think everyone has to kind of go through some bad times with that professor i mean he's yelled at our friends he's yelled at you know he's straight up told my boyfriend like you're completely wrong don't even try again pretty much so you know so true yeah he's just really encouraging and I really love when we have encouraging people in our life so you know I like that I'm being sarcastic (laughs) I was like I'm sorry what yeah I'm I'm trying to work on my sarcasm because apparently I don't get it right apparently I don't understand when people are sarcastic so I've been trying to do it myself and it just I'm not a sarcastic person. Also, don't you find it funny that like, even the fact that you just had to be sarcastic, I'm the same way, Samantha. I have to be like, I'm being sarcastic. My my sister's very, very sarcastic. And there was a lot of times she would say stuff that hurt my feelings because I took it so serious, you know? Like, I just feel like we're very like no BS type people. So we're very like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm saying. Like, well, why would you even joke like that? Like, that's just not funny. (laughs) Like, we're just like too type A. We can't I feel like most of us are. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that was a great way to start off the week on Tuesday. Um, and then other than that, we've just been, you know, doing the school chugging along. Like there's, there's really nothing else like interesting really. But I mean, we do have oral arguments coming up via Mm -hmm. zoom. So that should be interesting. Mine's on Tuesday. So yours is on Friday, right? Yes. Next Friday. Yeah. Cool. So that should be, yeah. I mean, Oral arguments are coming up. That's like the end of LRW. I didn't realize LRW is done after 1L. You take an upper level writing requirement. Also, I don't know if you saw that we got an email about contracts drafting being such a popular class that they're putting in like a lottery system. I didn't even know that was a... Well, I did, I wasn't planning on taking that class next semester, but I'm sure... I guess it's every single 2L is probably trying to get into that. Class yeah, because right of now. course I was like, oh, that sounds really nice. Like I would really it like that. That sound really nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Ha. Huh. There's also only 12 spots. Well, you're probably just think. drafting contracts the entire class, I'm guessing. Yeah, but then why can't it uh, yeah, I guess, but like why can't it be more people? You know, I just wonder why it's that way. That's like the biggest maybe it's exclusive. I don't know. It seems like I it. mean it seems like if there's a lottery. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I mean I'm go I emailed her my name so maybe i'll get in the lottery Ooh, 
fun. Yeah. It's, I mean, I really, I, our Dean that does like registrar and like the classes and stuff, she has a sheet for us that tells us like basically how to pick your classes. Cause once you get done with one L two L there's like a few classes, but you have to basically start picking your own classes. And so on that sheet, she said, if you find one that looks interesting, like take it. And I feel like this is why she's saying that because you have to like constantly be like, okay, well, I didn't get in it last semester. So which one's interesting this semester? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of like already seeing that play out now with that situation of being like, oh, that's interesting. JK can't get it. Well, I think registering for classes just turns into a competition. Like you have to have like three schedules that you'd be okay with. um, Yeah in case you don't get into a class. Cause I know it's like in the same in undergrad when I would register for classes, sometimes it'd be full by the time I've, you know, entered in it's like one minute into registration. So yeah. And you're just like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I know we've, we've talked about that. We've talked about that was like our study group, what we all kind of are interested in taking. And I think it'll be cool because we are going to have three classes together, but we'll probably have two classes that we potentially won't have together. Maybe we'll have with other people in the law school and in the other sections and stuff, which I think it's going to be cool. Like get to meet other people and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I think that's something that I think that's why sometimes law school feels like high school because you're in like the same class, but really you're not like that in high school. So it's like, I don't know why, but. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers. Audible. Yes. Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. I think it's just going to be an adjustment too, because we're used to being with the same people every single day for every single class, even Mm -hmm. on, you know, even on Zoom and stuff like we're it's the same people because we did have a class with uh, section two, but that didn't last long. So we're back to just section one, but yeah. yeah. Because it was so hard to have so many people. It was, it was so many people. There was like a hundred plus people in this class. Um, so it was really difficult to get like breakout groups. Um, if anyone's not familiar with zoom, it's kind of like one big um, video platform where everyone's screen is on and you can break out into groups. So we would do that in property 
and it was just way too honestly it, it was it was fine but we didn't know section two enough so I don't think we were being as productive yeah as we would have been and there's just so many people in there where I feel like now it's shorter it's it's more sustained it gets to the point more like practice like you're saying yeah exactly. there's a lot of application that's what she wanted from it and it wasn't happening so yeah with a smaller group it's usually easier to do that so I don't know I mean I feel like the zoom classes have been good you know going on to how this quarantine's been going it's also been just kind of I mean I don't know about you but I feel like I don't even know what day it is half the time yeah I mean I'm just bored out of my mind I'm tired of being alone, even though, like, I do hang out with John. We're the only people who hang out with each other, so don't worry. We're still social distancing. But I'm just tired, and, like, it's hard to stay motivated. I was talking to my mom a few nights ago, and I was like, I am just tired, and I think just being stuck in my apartment is just making me bored and unmotivated and not taking it seriously. Especially because like it's so over it. Yeah, I'm over it. But it, I need to learn to, you know, get over that because this might be going longer than we want, you know? Well, okay. I think that it comes in stages too, you know? Like, I think there's a point in a part of you that's like really bored and then it's like really tired because you're bored. And then I'm like hungry because I'm bored. And then I'm in denial that I'm bored. So then I try to like do something fun, but then I'm still just like, this is like, I'm stuck in quarantine. Yeah. And I think that it's just nice to be able to like talk to your friends and break it up and do some other stuff and like intentionally, you know, still try to do things because it's easy to just sit on your couch or, you know. Yeah. And it's like being proactive and doing something because I want to do things. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of me mo- like getting myself to yeah. do them, you know. Exactly and it's easy when you're like y'all were in Oklahoma City if I wanted to do something like a friend would always probably be down or we'd be hanging out and yeah. we you know we always, if we wanted to do something, we could do it whenever we wanted to. And now it's kind of like, you know, but it is what it is. We it's, you know, there's no choice. Yeah, of course. I think it's just very impactful. This like time period, I think makes you think, realize that you can be alone. You know, it's also just interesting too, because we only have two weeks left of school and then we're going to be done with school. And, then and I think it's been really filling our time and has made us less bored. Yeah. So I think that that's also something that's like really interesting to think about is like, I mean, obviously we have like two weeks of finals, but so four weeks really, I guess, five weeks. Yeah, we have like but. a solid month, like on the 15th is our last final. So yeah. we have like a so solid almost, month from yeah. today, pretty much, or next week. Really, from when this is posted on Monday, we have like a month until school's over officially. Yeah. And then we're going to be like, what if we're still in quarantine and we're just like, well, that's the thing. Like, are we going to have our internships? We don't know. Like, that's another thing we have to kind of plan out. Well, we can't even plan it out because we don't even know. Yeah. I really don't even know what I'm going to do. I mean, if it's closed, okay. I guess this is what I will do. If it's closed like May and doesn't open till June 30th is when they're like the next month goes for mm-hmm. self quarantining or whatever, then I guess I'll just wait till then and then start when I can. I'm thinking if by the time summer starts or at least beginning of June, if we're still in quarantine and I can't go to my internship, I'll just probably have to work remotely for, you know, 
my dad or something do yeah, something. Make some money. And yeah. I think I'm going to register for a summer class in case and just kind of have that there. I can always unregister and drop the class. I um, said you could do it till the first week. So Exactly. So just have something lined up because you never know. We could be in quarantine till December for all we know, you know? I know. And the way people are talking, like, you just really don't know. And I just don't want to make any plans. I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to set my expectations too high to be like... But it's just like, it's kind of sad though, because I I was really looking forward to the summer. So even just saying that and thinking like there's a true possibility that I could like not be there this summer, it's just like, dang, that's... I think worst case scenario, worst case, we'll be in quarantine still. We'll all be taking an online class. I don't know about you. Um, And then I'll probably just have to use my externship in the fall or spring as like a jumpstart to my internship and then intern next summer because there's really no other choice, you know? Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about that for next semester. I don't know if I'm going to do my externship because we at our school, we have to have, what is it, two of them? Or two hours or I think two, it's like, two credit. It's a two, two credit sentence. hours. Um, but you need, I think it's six hours of experiential learning. And I think an externship counts, counts as, that. as that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I mean, like I'm like we're saying, we don't really know what the summer's gonna look like. I could work for them during the fall if I wanted. So, you know, and I might just save my externship and do it in the spring. I don't know. Exactly like that, yeah. I mean, I think every law student that I've talked to of our friends like it's just I don't know because we don't know and we can't plan ahead because not even the places that we're going to intern at possibly if they they don't even know you know yeah so so even though we don't know what's going to go on for this summer and possibly into the fall I've been seeing some posts that people are saying oh well we might be in you know taking online classes in the fall well we don't know about that yet so we're not going to even really get into it but we did get some questions um, this week that we do know the answers to because it has nothing to do with online school and all that. It just has to do with how we decided to go to law school and kind of the path that we decided to go down. So um, we had a listener, her username is Hannah Marie. 888. And um, she just gave us some background info on herself and asked a few questions. So she's an undergrad right now and she is trying to decide if she wants to go straight into law school or take a break and work for a year or two for financial reasons. So my first, I guess, and basically she's just asking like, what should I do? What would you say are the pros and cons of both? And like, how did we decide? Because you waited and I didn't. So we both have like different. So first I want to say me waiting wasn't an intentional thing. I think that that's like the one difference. I guess my first question for you would be like, what? Okay. If you it's for financial reasons, do you think like you could work enough to save up enough money? Is that why? And if you do think you can do that, or maybe you're just not 100% set on going to law school or where you're going and maybe things are just up in the air. Maybe it just means it's not the right time. So maybe working for a year would be good. But I think if you have opportunities laid out right now, if people are offering you scholarships, if you got into a school that you actually like and like see yourself at, then I would take that opportunity. That's my personal opinion. I mean, me personally waiting was because I didn't even know I wanted to go to law school, you know? So like when I got out of undergrad, like I was going to work because that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't because like I was trying to figure out what law school I could get into or save up enough money, you know? Yeah. I think 
there are pros and cons of waiting and not waiting. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I didn't wait. And I think the pro of that is just, I get to graduate earlier and start my career sooner than I would have if I had waited. I also do think that if I had waited, I probably, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have been motivated enough to study for the LSAT. I mean, I was studying for the LSAT while I was still in school. So I was very used to kind of just doing schoolwork and that was what I was doing. So it was normal for me to just study for the LSAT. I don't know if I had gone out into the real world and had a job that I would have the same like discipline that I would have Mm -hmm. to study. So that could be a possible con, but that's like personal to me. I I think some people it could be different. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I would like to know if she's taking the LSAT, if she like has those opportunities. So let's say that she hasn't, maybe she's like a junior Mm -hmm. and she's just trying to figure out what like her plan is, you know? Well, I'm pretty sure she is a junior. Okay. And I would recommend, if you're still on the fence, take the LSAT, study over the summer, this summer, take the LSAT early senior year, see what you get, and then go from there. If it's not a, you know, like if it's the score that you are not happy with, then maybe you can say, okay, well, how long do I think I'm going to need to get my score for these schools that I want to get into. But hey, you could do awesome on the LSAT and not even have to take it again. And then it might be a really good idea to go straight after undergrad. So I think it's like, we always say it's a case by case basis. It's hard to say what's going to work out for every individual because we know people who have been out of school for like 10 years and come to law school. Yeah. And I think everyone like has this different expectation of what law school is like supposed to be like for them. I think personally, my intention was to go to law school. I think some people's intentions are to go to X law school. So that's like way different. You know what I mean? And I think maybe if I didn't have the first intention of just going to law school and becoming an attorney, that I might have like done something different. Like maybe I wouldn't have taken the scholarship and gone to OCU and maybe I would have waited around and tried harder to get into mm-hmm. SMU or something. I don't know. It's just like food for thought because- I think it depends on what you want to do. Yeah. And how you feel in that moment. I just think so many people have to kind of focus in on how they feel, you know? Yeah. And like- I knew I didn't want to wait after the second time I took the LSAT and I started applying to schools and um, I was getting into schools and I was just like, I'm just going to go like might as well. If I'm going to do it now, I'm just going to, I want to be an attorney. So if I'm getting the opportunity now, I'm just going to take it and run with it because I know this is what I want to do. So it's like, okay, basically taking the LSAT is like a small glimpse into law school. I know we've said that before. It's so freaking hard. Law school is so freaking hard. The LSAT is okay. You get you get the picture here. So I think that if you're taking the LSAT and you don't do anything for it, and you know you're in undergrad, you go out. You know I don't know what you're up to. Your junior summer, you know you're doing your thing. You study a little bit and you do pretty poorly. Also, that shouldn't deter you because there's other things you can do. You know, you can like take a class or do or get some books and actually study and then try and take it again, like you're saying. And then at that point, like maybe you're just not liking it. Maybe you're not feeling like it's worth the challenge. I mean, that's, I hate to like say that that to deter someone from going to law school, but at the same time, like maybe it's just not your time, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe going and working basically like what I did will show you that like I have to work harder and do something more and like being idle and doing something that isn't the most challenging academically and mentally for yourself isn't like going to make you a better person and it makes you really bored so I should work harder and do Mm -hmm. this hard work 
Because I think I agree. Sometimes we can be lazy and we can just like, I I know I'm a lazy person (laughs) sometimes, you know? And I think in that sense, it it took like learn the hard way, you know? And you're very much so the person who's like, no, I know I need to force myself into this and like do this now. And both of us kind of in that same mindset of like, let's do it, you know? Like like when we ran for, um... so guys, side note. (laughs) So Haley is now the vice president of the Texas Legal Society and I'm the secretary. Um, we basically, I, okay. So it started with me getting the email. We got the email and I was like, uh, we should run. And I sent it to like our study group and I was like, totally kidding at first. And then Haley's like, she messaged me like two days later. She's like, so are we running? I was like, I don't know. And then she's like, well, and I was like, well, if you do it, like I'll do it pretty much. And then we did it and we got, I've, I was getting nervous because we had to do a little speech and I thought we were running against a lot of people. Um, turns out it was all good. We didn't have to run against anybody. We were running unimposed and we put on makeup for the first time and like looked actually decent human beings. Everyone in my house noticed that I had makeup on. And since like probably a whole month, basically, because the last time I like spring break was the 13th, you know? So I'm thinking like, when was the last time before that, that I even had makeup on? I can't even remember. And yeah. Yeah. I curled my hair and the whole day I was just taking selfies. I felt it was so just, it was nice to feel normal again. Like I was doing something, you know, cause I'm so used to getting ready every day for school or whatever we have to do. And it was just nice to get that little bit of normalcy back even if it's just putting on makeup and doing my hair I totally agree I think the hair thing like always doing my hair makes me feel better you know that's the hardest thing back on topic (laughs) guys just little you know little story time so one of the questions she asked was what makes you a different applicant for each so compared to straight out of undergrad and taking time off I think the one thing I'm going to say because I don't really know what would be that different because you're still going to have, you know, the same GPA from college, no matter how long you're out of college and your LSAT score. But I do know that people who do take time off, a lot of times they are seen as better candidates just because they have more life experience. And a lot of people will go volunteer and do all these cool things with their life. And, you know, they say like at Harvard, if you want to get into Harvard law, like they don't ever rarely take undergrad people because they really want people that have like that life experience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can take that into account if your school, your dream school is one of those schools where they have a mostly older, like professionals there. Mm -hmm. You might want to take some time off and volunteer and work for like Peace Corps. I know a lot of people do that. Um, Or just like go be a paralegal at a law firm. Exactly. So I think it just depends. You want to really know if you... If you really want to know if you like it or not, like that's one way. Exactly. I don't know. I think it's like very, like you said, case by case basis. But we said, if she's a junior, we said if that case, if she would be, you know, our age or excuse me, our age, uh, a little bit older, you know, almost like trying to decide like right now, like, should I go now? I'm already accepted. But then like you're saying, if you're older, you're out, you're doing it you kind of need to like have this idea, like this is the right thing that I'm doing. And so if you do decide to wait, I think that's why it's important to put yourself in the legal realm. If you want to go to law school, because you need to constantly expose yourself to that. It will be very beneficial. I totally agree. I did just think of one like 
pro and con, mm-hmm. that would be that once you're out of school and you're starting your life um, and you're used to a certain way of living, mm-hmm. I think it can be harder. I mean, I haven't experienced this because, you know, I didn't wait, but I feel like for some people it might be harder to go back to school and like mm-hmm. drop everything that you're doing and be a full-time student again when you're used to just, you know, working and yeah, you know, that's doing definitely your hard. thing. Yeah, that is, I would have to agree because getting back in the groove of studying and learning, like just taking two years off, you do fall out of habits. Like you're not doing a lot of things that are, you know, stretching your brain. If you know that you have the intention to go to law school, then if you're not working, I mean, if you're working and not in school, then you can try those things. You can like study for the LSAT, but for an entire year and probably even part of my senior year of college, like I was pretty much done. I didn't have to worry about Mm -hmm. things like studying or stretching my brain or trying to learn new things. And I think when it came time for the LSAT, that was definitely super hard. It was a huge transition. I didn't want to leave Dallas and my life that I had made there. You know, I didn't want to leave that. So doing that, I feel like doing that took a lot of courage and not everyone would do that. Yeah. Like to leave Dallas and go to Oklahoma City. I mean, I feel like going to law school is such a huge decision, no matter what time when you're going, like whether it's after undergrad or later. But I do think that like once you've already lived life and you've worked and you have possibly a family and a spouse, like that's when it becomes a huge, huge decision because it is like financially burdensome for some, you know? Yeah. You don't get an income if you're a full-time student. So that's another thing. Like, do you want to do full-time or part-time? Yeah. Like what are the pros and cons of that? So, I mean, we can only talk, like say personally, we're full-time students. Yeah. I think full-time is, for me, is the best way to go. I never thought of part-time. Did you? You know, no, because I don't know what I would do part-time. I think a lo- two of the guys that transferred from night to full-time, so part-time mm-hmm. to night, or full-time, they were like geologists and landman, landmen. So like they had jobs that could potentially tie back to the legal field mm-hmm. and two, they were making good money. And what happened, the reason he went from part-time to full-time was because the job situation went away. So it's like, if you don't have a job already lined up, like that, you know, you're going to be working 40 plus hours a week, like supporting your family or something. If you, mm-hmm. can, I think it's best to just go ahead and cut ties with that and go to full-time. Yeah. I mean, if you have an awesome career or let's say you work as a paralegal at a firm and they're like, we'll pay for your law school, you go at night, you know, like for sure do that. Or if you have, like you said, like a career where you're getting paid, um, that might really help out. So Mm -hmm. I think it's for the 10th time, it's a case by case basis. You kind of have to look at your life and be like, okay, do I want to work while I'm in law school? If that's like a thing and you have to absolutely work while you're in law school, then part-time is probably the way to go. And you can always switch to full-time if you want to. Yeah, definitely. And the other way, yeah, exactly. Like, like um, some of our classmates did. So, I mean, nothing's set in stone from the beginning, you know? So, and it's the same thing. Like, even if you take one year off, one year is like nothing in the grand scheme of things. So maybe that's the right decision. I know people who have taken one year off, did the six months for studying, then had like, once they took it in December, so around that time, then they had the semester to like chill, read a book, get ready for law school, maybe work and make some money. And then mm-hmm. they started. So, you know, 
it, it works different for everybody. Like, like you yeah, said. And, and some people like, they don't even know that they want to go to law school until after they've already graduated. Exactly. So like me, <laughs> at least you're thinking about it now that, you know, Hannah Marie, um, yeah. it, it's good that you're thinking about it now. I think you have a lot of time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Do be proactive. And I would recommend that you do sign up for the LSAT and just take it. Um, if you want to study for it, of course, study before you take it. Yeah. But if you're still on the fence, you know, just take the LSAT. It is an expense, but it, I think the expense is worth it. You kind of get your, you know, feet wet with what you're going to be dealing with in law school. The LSAT is just the first step and it only gets harder from there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about that. And I think we get this question a lot. Like, should I go straight out of law school? Should I take some time off? Should I, you know, even go to law school? And I think everybody's situation is different. And that's just like, obviously what we stressed a lot in this episode. So, you know, the more, if you do have questions for us and you can give us a little more insight into your situation and like what's going on in your life, that will be helpful because then we can be a little bit more directed at the situation that you're going through. Because I know like, with everything going on right now, we're all in a little bit different situation. So yeah, we really appreciate you reaching out to us and asking us that question because, you know, we haven't really talked about our difference and maybe why I did not go to law school right out of undergrad. And like I said, it wasn't always, it was always in my stars, but it wasn't what I had down for my plan. And I think that sometimes if you try to push things too hard in a certain direction, you might see things pull a little bit and maybe that's the time to realize like, okay, maybe I should be doing something different. Exactly. Everything will work out how it's supposed to, but you have to be proactive as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, obviously she is if she's a junior. Exactly. Like, this. yeah. trust me, if you're a junior and you're thinking about this, like, great. I knew people my senior year that it was like, April or March and they were like, well, I think I'm just going to sit on this else, this last LSAT and just try to apply to schools. Like, okay, and I'm like, not um, work, but... what? I mean, yeah, it worked out for some people, but mm-hmm. also that's so last minute. I could not imagine. Yeah. And they're probably just naturally good at standardized testing, you know? The amount of times I would sit in class and it was like right when results for the LSAT came out and it was senior year because I took the LSAT twice. So once in November and then once in February, February yeah or Jan- late January something like mm-hmm. that and results came out for the second one and I was like uh, I was like all right with my I mean I was like okay well I'm gonna apply to law school like good mm-hmm. but people around me were like yeah I didn't even study and I made 170 I'm like okay like we'll be right back are you a Caribbean American are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean-American community awaits. Wow, that's cool. crazy. Because <laughs> you were a political science major, so like a lot of people took the LSAT. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's sickening. So, yeah. That's crazy. Must be nice. 
So do you think that after all this quarantine stuff that any part of you has changed or your attitude or your personality? I know you said that you feel like you're way more bored. I think mm-hmm. it's given you a lot more energy to you. You've been a busy beaver well, out there, but okay. This is what I will say. I've been bored out of my mind, but I've also been using my time to do a lot of research. Um, not only about like things I'm interested in, but obviously I love social media and all that kind of stuff. So now that I have all this free time on my hands, it's been really nice to kind of learn about some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially now, I think I've become more, almost more confident, not only with like the podcast and recording, because I know that when we first started, we were both really nervous because yeah. you know, we have people from our school listening and friends and people Your peers. maybe that don't like us like listening. Yeah. Um, so I think now I'm just way more confident in being by myself and like um, being behind the, almost like behind the camera, you know, for any kind of social interaction has just made me more confident um, just because it's, I don't know, it's weird. But I guess I've just become more open to doing things. Like I would have never run for secretary and done a speech in in front of people. But I feel like now that this situation has come about, I was like, yeah, might as well, you know. I like, agree. I think who's going to hurt me so over true. the camera? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a safeguard. It's like a safety net. The camera. I mean, they say that about. <laughs> they mm-hmm. say that about our generation you know what I mean and I think that's so funny that you even say that because I agree what did we have to lose literally people could say things and you might see them in person but on zoom like you they're just, just gonna go about their very life you know yeah. what I mean yeah being more confident about what you are doing because no one can is really there to really say anything to you they can't hurt you you know they're not like close to you they literally can't even see you Exactly. I think that didn't change my embarrassment when that thing happened with my dad, but I think I think it's almost that was funny. Like kind of the funny that was like that's the situation though where like that wouldn't have happened in class either, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's why it was embarrassing. I think it's our oral arguments are gonna be different being in front of the camera, but I think we'll still be nervous, but it will probably it's just gonna be different being where all of us are gonna be. I've been thinking too about what how I think I'm going to use my mic whenever I do Mm -hmm. my oral argument because if you ever notice whenever there's multiple of us on Zoom, you can't always hear each other. It like cuts out to the loudest person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, I want that to be me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. Do you think your attitude or personality has changed since all this has happened? You know, I, like I said before, I don't, I literally don't even know what day it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like just going to school is super helpful because it helps me have something to do <laughs> and stay engaged. But I think this is a time where somebody like me could really fall into like super isolation mm-hmm. and become like kind of depressed. So I feel for all those people out there that maybe like suffer from, you know, are more extrovert introverts who do like to be around people, but do need some alone time, but at the same time, like need their energy from people. Like I'm saying, I think that that's definitely me. And like, I think that's why I chose to come here instead of staying in Oklahoma because yeah. well, at least I think I would have just got there, really you know? bored. I would have just like sat around and done nothing. So yeah. I think to say my personality has changed, like, no, I think my attitude has changed for sure. I think 
my eyes have been open to a lot of things. Yeah. That I, I just think never that's more expected. like an an attitude question. It's not really like mm-hmm. your personality is never going to change, but I think both of our yeah. attitudes probably change. I guess my attitude towards public speaking has probably changed just because I am on my laptop, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And I think like your confidence has increased, like you're saying, like that's valid, you know? But I think, I don't know, I just feel very like lackadaisical. Like kind of in like a funk, you know. What Does I mean? it feel like it's almost not real? Because I sometimes yes, feel like that. that's exactly like, it. Because I remember the other day I was sitting on the couch and I was in class. I didn't have my camera on. I was sitting there. I was like, "What is even? What is life right now?" Yes, I'm on my laptop. Cool. Yeah, like, I'm watching my school. All my classmates are here, but like, kind of not really. It was. It's weird. It's like I don't know. It's just weird. And, and in that split time that you thought about that. I, if that would have been me, I wouldn't even heard what the teacher said. So it's just kind of like, oh God, now I have to pay attention to you. You know, you're just like, dun, 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 like all over it the place. so easy to get distracted with yeah. online school. I mean, I've had to like turn my phone over or like not, yes. you know, turn off the notifications because if I see one thing, I will go down a rabbit hole and be like, oh, let me just text this person back. And then it's like 45 minutes into class. I'm like, oh, um, Guess I'll have to make up for this later and learn it again. Yeah. I think that's the thing too about law school or, you know, an undergrad, maybe you just didn't learn the material and you just winged it or something mm-hmm. or crammed it the night before. Like that just doesn't work in law school. So you have to sit down for a day or two or three or a week and then go through everything from the beginning and make sure you know it all. And if there is a point where you don't know it, then you have to sit there and learn it all, which is like even more time. So when you do get in the rabbit hole or space out or like, I'm like, you know, like you just said, like, it doesn't feel real. Like, I feel like when's someone going to be like, okay, wake up, like well, come back, come back to school. Over, like, like, like it's over. Like, and I think cause so many people are like, this has never happened in our lifetime and all this stuff. It's just everything's so new, so much change. I've almost feel like emotionally exhausted kind of, you know, you're just like, God, I mean, when is it going to stop? I know. I, I I get you with the emotional like exhaustion. I just feel mm-hmm. like I've been more emotional than usual now, just mm-hmm. because I feel like. I mean, of course, I can talk to John, and and but I can't talk to like my girlfriends all the time, you know. Yeah, and see them like have a hug and like cry, or just like be w- with the person that's like. I mean, yeah, and we can talk on Zoom and stuff, but it's not the same. Even just like your own space to just like close the door and cry, you know, just like exactly. these different things, like. Also, I don't know if you've been like watching TV lately, but every single commercial nowadays is like, and there was this one Facebook commercial and it was like the empty streets of New York. And it's like people talking to each other yes. between windows. And I got so sad. They were like, remember the days when you could go to a party? They're like capitalizing on it. I know. And I was like, like what? I'm so sad. I'm literally crying at a Facebook commercial right now on my couch in my this PJs. This is why I can't watch this because I get depressed and then I feel like this is even more of a dream. Exactly. And they, John was telling me, he was like, they're rubbing it in our face. They're rubbing it in our <laughs> face that we're stuck inside. I'm like, I know. You're like, holy it's shit, they are. It. Yeah. So. It's just, and that's the weird part, right? Like I think there's stages like acceptance, denial, anger, you know, all those stages. I don't know exactly the order, but I feel like we're slowly going through like the ebb and flows of that because you start to realize and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like 
I can't do this, like denial. And then you're angry and then you're just like, okay, well, this is the way life is. And then you're just coasting through and you feel like I'm just skating and I don't know when this is going to end and someone wake me up when it's over, you know? And I feel like when life does get back to normal, like when we do have to go back to school, I don't know. It's either going to be really great and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm so excited or it's going to hit me in the face like a brick and I'm going to be like, oh God, like I was not prepared for this, you know, because it's having all this time off really changed me. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, I mean, quarantine is quarantine and, you know, hopefully this is just a part of our history that happens once and not again. Um, and remember for a really long time. I cannot, I really hope it does. And I pray that it doesn't because I just want to, you know, be with my friends. I want to be able to go over to your apartment with our dogs and just like have a glass of wine or watch, you know, the bachelor. Yeah. What's it going to be like when the bachelor comes back on? But you know, I think it's going to make everyone closer when we do get back together. Yeah. And appreciate each other. Yeah. Sometimes I think that our country needed a little reset and you know, it's funny because all the memes are like 2020 reboot. Like basically that's what this is, you know? Okay. 2020, everyone thinks it's going to be one way and really like the thing you never saw coming. Like, of okay, course. this I is going to happen. Also like people are just becoming closer. Like I feel like I've been, you know, obviously since I've seen John, like we're closer, like we see each other all the time, but also like I've been calling my mom more like than I Mm. used to. I mean, in undergrad, I called my mom every single day for like five hours a day, not kidding. Like we were always on the phone Mm -hmm. and since law school started, that wasn't a thing. But now that as much as I would like to be in Florida with them, like I can't, but now I can sit on the phone with her for an hour and like catch Actually up and talk to her. so nice and like rebuild that relationship so as in compared to law school time whenever you wouldn't be able to like if this was in law school you wouldn't be able to do that I see exactly yeah. so I mean I think there's of course there's it's horrible that this is happening and like so many people are sick but I think that we have to look at the positive and the positive is that I think afterwards everyone's going to appreciate people more you know yeah kindness appreciate life appreciate excuse me appreciate the human touch and a hug and being with your family and like those things seeing your friend not taking it for granted yeah because I think that a lot of us we're all about the hustle and bustle and the next thing and realize once that 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 it isn't always a guarantee you know taking the subway or going or traveling like Mm -hmm. isn't a guarantee so Mm -hmm. you should appreciate it you know yeah it's so true lots of lessons learned but I think we have you know, like new things that we're doing now that we're in quarantine. Do you have any hobbies that you've been taking up? Well, no, I don't have any hobbies. I've just, you know, been doing different things here and there. I started this really cool puzzle, which I posted about on Instagram. I saw that. Guys I got it. It's like this woman owned puzzle company and they sell them at Target online. Oh, we should link it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll totally link it. It's really cute. They have a bunch of other like really pretty um, illustrated Mm -hmm. puzzles, you know, and they're like a thousand pieces. And then they even have like children's ones that are smaller and better. They're just so like colorful. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. love like pretty colored illustrations. Yeah. So this one's the Woman's March. So it looks really cool. It's like all these people's faces and on there it says can you spot these people so it's kind of one of those like where's Waldo kind of thing. So once we get it put together, I'll 
post that and like show you guys. And like she said, I'll make sure and link it for y'all. So if you want to get it or get a similar puzzle, like totally worth it. I mean, I would never do a puzzle since like I was a kid with my grandmother, but like, why not? Basically, like, I guess you could call it a new hobby, you know? Isn't doing a puzzle like a big stress reliever? Honestly, it felt so stress relieving last night. And it's, this is even funnier to say, but in my mind, I was thinking working so hard with your mind and thinking like I, that part of law that we do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that part of your brain you use that you're just exhausted, but your body's just like full of energy. Mm-hmm. I felt like I shut that off and I was just like mindlessly looking and things kind of like, it's kind of like, um, those, uh, coloring books with the really detailed things. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. My mom does. I have one. I should probably like start doing that. Dude, I have the cutest one that has a bunch of dogs in it. What? Yeah, I know. So I might have to let you know, like send you some. (laughs) Yeah. I almost said fax them over. Who am I? (laughs) My dad was making it over. (laughs) Just fax it. (laughs) Just send it to me. But um, yeah, I I love those things. I mean, obviously now you can still order stuff online. So you can Mm -hmm. find the puzzles and the uh, coloring books online. You know, it might take a little bit, but. I mean, they come relatively quick. Yeah. I know we've ordered puzzles and coloring books at our house. So that's basically what we're doing. And just like, it's been, it was really pretty today. Everything's blooming like outside. I love to be outside. So I've just been, you know, doing my normal stuff that I enjoy, but more regularly, like you're saying, like if we were at school right now, we wouldn't be doing this. We'd I mean, be in the would never have stress. the time to sit down and actually do a puzzle probably. Yeah, exactly. We'd be under a lot more stress. We would not be able to talk to our family. We would not be able to do little things we enjoy. We just sit around with each other and work and pressure our arguments right now. I know that's exactly what we'd be doing. Mm -hmm. We would have started this weekend. Yep. Well, I am am starting this weekend, but... But you know what I mean? We would have had the first part of the competition this week. Oh, weekend. yeah. We oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, it's like that's such a blur to me. I, I mean, I know. John was, I was about to say this earlier, but John was talking about like, when was Barrister Ball supposed to be? And I was like, I wait. Mean, I was like, oh, we missed it. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, that was like two weekends ago. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So I, know. I think time is just, it's like one big day. Yes, exactly. And like the fact that this begins Easter weekend. I know. I'm sad that I can't go home, but. It is what it is. I mean, I think that you can still do like fun things and you can watch a service and you can even get an Easter lily. I know you don't go out, but like there's the different things that my sister was like, you could do these things to make it still feel like Easter service or, think, you know, just with your family. Yeah. I think what I am going to do is get some plastic um, eggs mm-hmm. and put dog treats in them and hide them around my apartment so Ollie can find them. Um, because That's cute. You know, mine is. Or you could also like. I mean, this is so dorky, but I would actually love this. You could even hide them for each other. Like, (laughs) you need them. John can hide five and like hide them good. Where you're like, oh my gosh, there's your heart or cold. You know, because like as you grow older, like honey Easter eggs isn't so much like when you're a kid they're just like everywhere Mm -hmm. but then like as adults you hide them places where you're just like oh my god where did you hide it? I know that is a good idea. Me and Colton did that for each other and it was really funny. So. Because yeah, I, I we don't have kids, we don't have kids. You know, we don't have anyone to like. It's not the same. You kind of have to make it a little more harder, like a level up. Exactly, because if I was in Florida, because I've gone home for Easter, pretty much all throughout college. Yeah, I would go home because I wasn't that far away. Yeah, but, like I have a little brother. He's nine, and you know, he's always done the Easter. Like when I stopped doing it, 
my little brother, you know, he was already doing it. So it's like, we've always had that tradition. I'll just have Ollie Ollie do it this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'd love it regardless. Even Um, if he has to find some eggs for it, you know? (laughs) Well, I I mean, it could go good or bad. He could try to eat the egg. That's what I was thinking. Not like, so I'm going to have some supervision, but I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll just like, or he'll just be like, I found it, but I don't know how to open it. So can you do oh, that? Oh, for sure. But then that's when he would try to like swallow it, you know? Yeah, I just eats, he just has the whole thing in his mouth. Like, oh my God. Um, You'll have to keep me posted how that goes. I will, you know, I will be posting all about it if it goes well. Um, do you have any Netflix shows you've been watching? Netflix, no. I've been watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I read this whole... Um, this is what else I do with my life. I read this whole article about Reese Witherspoon in Vanity Fair from April, 2020. So the most recent publication. Mm -hmm. And it's just about all of her different roles that she's had. And, you know, she has a, uh, basically, I don't know if, you know, the story about her and how she made her publication company or production company, but you know, she was looking for roles. There weren't a lot of female roles. So she started to develop them, but apparently she reads like a ton of books. Mm -hmm. And so that's how she always finds these books, you know, and she, she's read like probably 20 times as many books as she's produced. Right. So like these five or six or seven good shows or films that she's made you know she's read so many more books to like find the good ones that's what Mm -hmm. she's saying and little fires everywhere was part of one of those books that she read and so how it works is like these different companies like hulu or netflix or hbo or different things like that approach her company about and they kind of like a sales situation where you're like hey we have this you have this like let's get together you know Mm -hmm. and so that's how little fires everywhere started it's very interesting. It talks about her privilege, you know, and that's what I was talking about in the magazine, kind of like how she doesn't recognize like her life, you know, mm-hmm. and it's starting to get towards the end of the show. And it's just like, I can see this and like how her, the way she doesn't recognize how she affects people is really hurting her. And she still doesn't even see it. And it's going to basically turn into her house getting burned out. Wow. You know, so it's just like crazy situation. I'll so. have to catch up on it. Cause I did watch, the first three episodes, but I did fall asleep halfway through because you know that happens with everything that I watch. I always yeah. <laughs> fall asleep halfway through. So um whenever I recommend a show, it's probably taken me like four months to actually. He really loves it. it. Like that's the real game. That's the real it, thing. Yep. So I do recommend Tiger King. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to say anything about it. You believe what you want to believe. I think Carol Bass is <laughs> her husband. But that's enough on that. Um, I, do, I really do like how to fix a... I think it's how to fix a drug scandal. Oh, that's a good one. That one's really you good. You showed me guys, that, yeah. If you um, like, like lawyers and crime and, you know scandals it's really we're, good we're big crime true crime oh sp- yeah uh, you know criminal minds i am totally okay with watching like 2020 scary mm-hmm. like crime stuff by myself like it doesn't it doesn't really affect me i think it's interesting that's probably we also why. really enjoy it like i think we really like those shows we always sit down together and watch those oh, shows yeah like it's, we're it's like great. oh my gosh can you live and it's nice because if you do like you're listening to this podcast you want to go to law school you want to be an attorney like these is some of the stuff you're going to be around you're going to be representing these people law comes into play in all these situations so it's really just interesting i think every time you know I think there's a note too, just by saying that, and I've been wanting to say this on here anyways, is that as you decide you want to become an attorney, not go to law school or anything like that, and you 
drink the Kool-Aid, you start (laughs) to think of the world in a different light Mm -hmm. and you start to think of things in a different way. So you always recognize how, oh, this plays back into how this would affect me if I was an attorney. So I think with how to fix a drug scandal, you know, you just see it and you're like, oh my gosh, like if I was this DA, like, what would I do? Like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. So let us know if you guys watch that one because it's really good. And one more show I started last night. I watched four episodes without falling asleep. Okay. I'm excited to tell you about this one. (laughs) So do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, that means you have Prime Video. Uh So go on Prime Video. It's called... It's a show called Goliath. There's three seasons right now. Started in 2016. It's about a lawyer who basically he um, started a firm and it's a huge firm. Like, you know, think of the biggest firm you've ever heard of. It's that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he quits and it's about his job, like him fighting against this firm for justice pretty much. Like his old firm that he founded. That he and basically made this huge firm and now he's like going And now he's them. like so low and like lives in a motel and stuff. But he's oh, just so, wow. everyone comes up to him. They're like, are you, I think it's Billy McBride. They're like, are you Billy McBride? Like you're a legend, you know? Like he used to be a legend in the courtroom. And then he just like kind of got, you know, into alcohol. Oh my and, gosh. And but just kind of got pushed out. Dude, it's so good because I was watching the, they had the scene where they're, it's like a big firm and they're in this like tall building and they have all their lawyers. And they're like, we're a firm with a thousand lawyers and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is every single stereotype when you think of like big law corporate, like oh, yeah. that is it. Definitely. That yeah. sounds cool. I'll have to check it out. Very interesting name there. I like it. It's it's really good. I reckon all these shows we could brought we'll just put in the notes so you know you just refer back. So and check them but, out. Yeah. Well guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Me yeah. and Samantha love talking about quarantine. I'm sure you're all like, Yes, we know, we know, but yeah, thanks for sticking around. If you've obviously if you're listening to us right now, you've stuck around. So thank you. But um as usual, you can follow us on Instagram at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. We post, you know, all kinds of stuff. We had a giveaway a few weeks ago. So, you know, might there might be one coming up soon. Who knows? So stay yeah. tuned. And you can also like us on Facebook at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. We have been talking about potentially making a Ladies Who Law School Facebook group, kind of just building essentially more of a community where you guys can talk to each other and we can ask questions and things like that. So stay on the lookout for that. If you're interested and think that's cool, we'd love to you know get some validation on that. So we were... we're- I think we can put a poll up Yeah. Um, sometime after this video. I mean, this um, episode is posted. We'll put up a poll. So stay tuned to the Instagram and you can vote. And, you know, we're only going to do it if you guys want it. So, mm-hmm. you know. So if you don't vote. want it, like, don't vote. For, yeah, vote say no it. if you don't yeah. want it. So, but yeah, we've just been thinking about different ways we can help you guys and just, you know, build this to be more of a community and more of a place where we can all talk to each other and just have someone to fall back on. I mean, obviously this time has taught us that you can be friends and have people all over the world connected. And I think that that's just more of what we want to do here. Exactly. Um, With that being said, everyone, please wash your hands, 
keep on social distancing so we flatten that curve and we can go back to normal life soon. Um, yeah. You know, just stay safe and healthy. Yep. And thanks for listening to episode number 13, guys. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.